Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. We are live from my basement, the new Key in the Lake podcast recording studios. Hi, this is your host, Jake Hookie, speaking live from my downstairs bedroom of the condo in front of two couches, a whiskey collection, a library, a, a, Christmas, mat- a Christmas tree, and a partridge in a pear tree. And Wilson Torres is still on sabbatical Missing. Of, of life. We haven't seen him in months. If you have, if you have seen him, please call um, his phone number and ask him how he's doing. Because we don't know. But uh, I do have with me our Scottish senior correspondent, Callum J. O. That's had some whiskey already because they're going to need it for that intro. <laughs> we have whiskey. We're being about, we're being. Uh, about this bunch is of, killing a bottle of Weller. We're just we're just we're just a bunch of bourbon douches right now. You know that drinking some Weller. You know that. A good time. So I, for anyone that's out there, I have to be totally honest. I have to be transparent. I can't lie to you all. I you know that's you know that chant in the NBA, overrated. That's honestly how I feel about Weller. I think Weller. I think mm. that it's a great whiskey. It's a great whiskey. It's a great, it's a great thirty dollar whiskey. Uh, it's a phenomenal thirty dollar whiskey, and it's a great forty dollar whiskey. Yeah, it's actually not a bad fifty dollar whiskey for a liter. Maybe a hundred dollar whiskey. No man. No. Unless it's the taste of caramel and pennies swirling around in your mouth together. Just no, no. I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, um, you might have cut off after that intro. But um, I hope they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is our first podcast we've recorded together in over two weeks, I think. Yeah, three three weeks ago we did the Scotch one at Fountainhead. I think it was two weeks ago. I don't really know. Mm. It was November sixteenth. However long ago that was. Yeah. Okay. Two, two three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Two and a bit weeks ago. Yeah. We. Uh, I don't think I recorded a podcast with Wilson in over a month. Uh, Key in the Lake is obviously breaking going is breaking up. We're kind of like in our third album stage when you know we wrote the the hits while growing up as reckless teenagers and growing as f- friends together through our music and it had some the Gallicers. It had some success, you know, on the indie waves and the college stations. And then are you Liam or are you know? Our, I don't know what you're talking about. Oasis. Then, then the second al- oh that, I don't know them. And then on our second album, it was a huge debut for or no second. It was our um. Big studio recording debut. People were definitely believing in the hype. We paid up to the hype. And then we all got addicted to heroin on that tour. And we started writing our third album. And that was really shit. Have I, have I missed something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where we're at Keen Lake right now. <laughs> I definitely skipped the heroin My stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just me. That was just me. No, actually, I was really drinking whiskey out of a donkey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think uh, no. It's look. look it's uh, I think everybody that's no, listening. It's we're tired. We <laughs> the reason that we're doing today's podcast is that we have some really really cool things that we want to talk about, mm-hmm. and also sometimes it's just good to get back on the horse, back in the saddle. Yeah, we were trying to do a podcast with Wilson, Bob, um, Callum, myself, but schedules really just aren't lining up right now uh this is the most traditionally this is the most busy month for us if you're first time listening to key and lake or really haven't listened to much of us um i'm a brand ambassador for an australian distillery called starward callum is a brand ambassador for abelauer the great distillery out of the space side area of scotland wilson torres who um, began the podcast with me is a market manager for union horse distilling co out of kansas and then bob zacharias is a bum um, from chicago that we just hang out with sometimes. I love you, Bob. The on our roof deck, but uh, we're all in the whiskey industry, 
and December is traditionally our busiest month when it comes to events, tastings, getting our bottles out there um, for sales, for getting essentially to get our bottles underneath the Christmas tree. Yeah, I mean, even the even end of November, yeah. even end of November oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. through December, like we're all absolutely crazy for all the floor. Of O&D. And yeah, and in the uh, in the industry, uh, we call it O N D, which is October, November, December. And it's just the biggest time of the year. Basically, if you can hit your number in OND, it's a very, very good sign for yep. the rest of the year. Yeah, and you kind of, about December 23rd, you kind of collapse and yeah. hibernate for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and wait then for the you, new year you to take begin. a couple of weeks off and then bam, back to it, to January time. I mean, and even still, guys, you know, people are, and you guys all know yourselves, you drink a shed load mm-hmm. over that kind of Christmas period. So people need to refill what was, uh, what was once inhabiting their bars. Right. Um, but there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of really exciting things coming up before that time. Before yeah. we take off. Well, um, actually, we're kind of playing into what you'll be drinking, hopefully, over the holidays. Yep. Um, into that and kind of uh, shows the prevalence of drinking over the holiday span. We uh, came up with an idea a few weeks ago to start an, a podcast series called "The Twelve Days of Barrel Picks." So we are going to start recording twelve episodes all dedicated to one barrel pick from one brand. We have a bunch of friends in the industry, um, obviously, that we work with on a daily basis, and we have a lot of brands that are friends of the podcast, friends of us, friends of Keena Lake, and the whole whiskey community that we like, why don't we just highlight these brands, some of the friends, and also some new friends, too. Uh, what our goal is to do, we're going to start releasing on uh, December 25th of Christmas, which is the official first day of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to release a first podcast about a barrel, p- one barrel pick. We're going to shoot for about 25 to 30 minute recordings. Nothing too long since we're rapidly releasing 12 episodes in 12 days. <laughs> 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 but and we were, and just to be straight up transparent too and honest, we're going to be a little bit selfish and talk about our own brands. Um, we're going to highlight an amazing rye barrel pick that Wilson has planned for the city of Chicago. He calls, he calls them his Chicago, um, picks essentially where he gets a bottle, a barrel from his distillery union horse and releases it to various liquor stores and bars across the city of Chicago. And he calls it a Chicago barrel pick. Usually it's around a hundred bottles or so, 150 bottles. Um, and this rye is absolutely That's going to fly. Yeah. It's that gonna, stuff's going to fly. I, if it hasn't sold already, I'd be just be shocked. Or Chris Blentner will buy all of it. I don't know. One <laughs> of the two. Or we will. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and I'll, we're also be talking about myself. Uh, we just, just today announced that um, we are recording on Sunday, December 6th, that I uh, put together a barrel pick, an inaugural barrel pick for Women Who Whiskey Chicago, their chapter here, who is le- it's led by Kelly Nakagama, also known as Whiskey to Wonderlust on Instagram, where um, they chose a Star Wars barrel to be their very first pick, a three-year-old single malt that tastes like a 10-year-old single malt that... Um, people have really been enjoying, so we're going to talk about that one as well. But then also our friends, our friends like Sagamore, Sonoma, uh, Blum Brothers, you name it. We're going to have them on there. Um, we're also going to have a liquor store owner or two to come on and talk about the barrel picks they chose for their store too. Amazing stuff, I think, because the Women Who Whiskey uh, Club here in Chicago is growing mm. and growing and growing. And we actually did an outdoor socially distanced tasting with them yeah. back at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm back when it was still kind of warm and that was a great event and some there's some amazing people that are that are you know uh, turning up to the events in that club and it's got a really quite a lively community so it's i was saying to jake yesterday that i think that it's amazing that not only is kelly at the forefront of their battle pick but also that it's with a whiskey that they know well and yeah. they know personally you know so that'll be super cool for them to get something 
you know personal for them something personalized that their first ever their first ever own with their first ever brand on whiskey bic and uh yeah it's, that's huge that's yeah. huge good job kelly yeah good shout job. out to you good choice well, it was the only it was the only one left but good choice of taking it <laughs> bob, bob wanted it well, we're also uh, that barrel pick we we're going to have about two cases available at fountainhead market too so if you want to buy one uh just uh go to fountainhead market or if you don't live in chicago dm the key in the lake address and i can help you out with that so everything on the top notch legality um and i suppose there's the the 12 days of the 12 days of battle picks if you like um there's a bunch of other great ones coming in there isn't there yeah we're gonna go up to uh, um the farm up in wisconsin to go see the henry's and jay henry bourbon which i feel like is the best craft bourbon in the midwest it's just phenomenal stuff road trip we're gonna it's not really necessarily a barrel pick more it's their annual reserve release but i'm gonna i'm gonna do like a picnic or something that day i'm gonna make some sandwiches i'm gonna have some corned beef as long as it's not snowing sandwiches I'm going to have some uh, mustard sandwiches. Why did I say mustard sandwiches? I don't um, know what a mustard sandwich is. You don't know what it is? I'm guessing bread and mustard. Yeah. I it's mean, but we could add some like chicken. and. Why don't you just call it a sandwich? Okay. So I'm going to make some sandwiches. Some a chicken sandwich beef, maybe? Chicken. With mustard? Um, maybe we just do mustard, play mustard sandwiches and give them a go. But that would be great to do a road trip. You know, it would be amazing to get up uh, yeah. and see King Henry up there. That would be I'm phenomenal. Fortunately, you won't be here. Uh, is it, are we still not definitely? Oh, we, we yeah. For a, no, that's a different conversation. Oh. <laughs> it's official. We're not going this Wednesday. Um, um, but, yeah, we're doing that. We might head up to, if time works out, we might head up to Galena um, to interview or talk with the Blum Brothers, which are good friends of ours, instead of just talking to the ridiculous dirtbag salesman, Matt, Matt uh, Brown, <laughs> uh, about their barrel pick, a barrel pick of theirs. One I'm really excited about because it's a f- it's a favorite brand of ours on this podcast is the Pinhook Barrel Pick at Leo's Liquor. Up oh, in that's the one, isn't it? Yeah, that's so the one we're um, all looking forward to. Kushu owns Leo's Liquor. Uh, he picks all of his barrels with Chris Blantner, the urban bourbonist, aforementioned Chris Blantner. Um, and we're gonna sit down with those two and talk about the barrel pick. It's a uh, it's a pretty tasty one. I had a sample of it a couple weeks ago. Um, really high in proof. Kind of brings out much more of the spicier notes. Some of the elements you find a lot from. Um, some MGP stuff. I don't think that one's that, maybe that one's MGP. Yeah, all of them are MGP because I think it is. I'm not totally sure. We'll sit down and talk to them about it. I won't speak anything more about it. Anything I don't know about it. But uh, that's one I'm very excited about. Um, and we're also doing. I don't want to jinx it. I want to say the brand, but we are doing an Irish distillery barrel pick, which is a super rare thing to, to have. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be amazing. Uh, that would be something that we could do Wednesday then. Yes, that, that we'll we'll, that we'll get on that one. Yeah. That'll be super exciting. And one of the other cool things for everybody listening is that these but uh, battle picks the 12 battle picks of christmas um the 12 days of barrel picks the 12 days of barrel jesus picks, fucking my christ my true love gave to me baby fucking jesus died for your sins you my true love gave to me over christmas period a pin who can the pear tree um so there's also the, the cool thing about these uh tastings guys is that they're only going to be about 20 25 maybe 30 minutes long right so it's literally just a quick review um taking you through the different aspects of the pick where it comes from Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit about the sale like where you can pick it up all that kind of stuff but the most important thing is that you know you'll be able to listen to this just before you go and pick it up or you'll be able to listen to all 12 of them in you know an afternoon if you put us on if you put us on uh Mm -hmm. if you put us on two times speed right we have a lot of listeners in the chicago land area obviously but if there's certain i mean these these companies are doing barrel picks all across the country, so at least you can get an idea of what they're doing. And reach um, out to us uh, and figure it out. Audibly, not yeah. necessarily tasting it. 
with your mouth, but um, audibly you can figure out what they're doing. Taste and it with your ears. Taste it with your ears and be excited that your senses are going off in some relative fashion. But I think that that's the coolest thing, guys. You know, it's going to give you a little preview about what's going on. Um, 12 different unique opportunities in the whiskey world that you're going to get. And whether whether you're Chicago land area or not, you know, it's going to give you an opportunity to, to try something brand new and to get something special this Christmas period. Yeah, it's something you can uh, go spend your money on after you got a little bit in your Christmas card, hopefully. And Santa didn't just, you know, screw you over and give you some coal. Unless you unless you got a sucky bonus like the guy from National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yeah, you watched that for the very first time last night. Shocker. Should I was I thought you I thought you were not being serious when you first said no, that. No, no, first time I'd ever seen it. Um and then I went down a rabbit hole afterwards of looking up Chevy Chase and all that kind of stuff. But Why? Oh, what else did you find? Uh yeah, the guy the guy had some the guy had some serious problems. Uh like I'd I'd seen him in Caddyshack, but I didn't realise that he was basically the guy that had started SNL and mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah, so super famous. Member. Um very good f- or he, he was very good friends for a while with John Belushi. Mm-hmm. Uh really, really interesting. But listening to or sorry, uh, reading up on all that, it amazed me that, you know, a lot of these guys are still going. Bill Murray and everything from the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. these guys are still going. They're still they're still making movies. They're still like Bill Murray's doing a spoken word tour. Is he really? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I presume it's all virtual, but oh, well, um, let's let's tune in, baby. <laughs> and there's uh, there's also something else that I really wanted to talk about on today's podcast. Are we done at the barrel picks? Um, I'm trying to think of those. I, I think we've highlighted enough uh, about them. I'm trying. I figure out. Are there any really exciting ones that we've missed out on? Um, well, the Irish one could be huge. That's a really that's cool just, one. it's just different. It's hard to find. Yeah, as we as we've talked about a little bit on the show, it's. it's well, both Scotch and Irish are tough to find bar- power picks, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess we edited that part of the podcast out of one of them <laughs> oh. <laughs> to make our guests not sound so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but they obviously Scotch offerings, Irish offerings in the form of a barrel pick are rare over in America. Mm-hmm. And then they're rare over there, too. But uh, we do have some friends that have had a lot of Scotch barrel picks. Yes. Um, and we are going <laughs> to highlight one of those. Yes. So we, which we've talked about a lot in this podcast, but it'll be a certain, uh, a certain space, uh, no, hi, space side or Highland, or space side, your space side, yeah, yeah. your space side, uh, a, spe- a certain space side that we're gonna talk about with uh, one of the uh, co-co-hosts of the podcast, um, and get his final thoughts on that probably. Maybe we'll do that while while uh, <laughs> putting on the special labels for the woman who whiskey starboard barrel. Um, and then I suppose. Yeah. Speaking about labeling, uh, there's something that uh, there's another kind of really exciting event coming yeah. up, and, and we hope that it's not. And I suppose it's one of key one of the one of the key lake events that I think is going to be really exciting, and people are going to get really buzzed about. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of goes back to um, the from idea for this and formulating it went back to my my job, my day job with being a brand ambassador and everything about. I'm sure in a lot of industries is how do you still remain relevant? How do you still get people at to right looking your bottle your expression your product right in the face improvise adapt overcome yeah that's what this that that's what this whole covid thing has been about guys you know whether regardless of what in, uh, industry you're in this whole thing has just been about okay how not only do we survive this period mm-hmm. but are there ways that we can thrive and this i should i truly think that this is going to make us yeah it's thrive, another right? overused word called pivoting um <laughs> <laughs> so we, we pivot, I uh, I DM'd um, the aforementioned again, Chris Blantner and his uh, friend Mikey, who is also known as the Bourbon and Rye Club on Instagram, the Rye and Bourbon Club. Either way, um, 
that they have a show called Sunday Night Fights so that they do a couple Sundays every month where they square off two bottles of whiskey, not to be demeaning to one product or over another, or not to, not to completely pull out the rug from underneath one of the brands, but they usually line up a rye versus a rye, a bourbon versus a bourbon, uh, a bottle and bond versus a bottle and bond, whatever it may be, but it's always been American whiskey. And I said, hey, well, how would you feel about partnering with us and doing a Key in the Lake Sunday night fight? And, you know, Wilson's an American whiskey. I'm an Australian whiskey. Uh, Calum works for a scotch company. But the closest thing I could think of, what if we did one of my single malts, Nova, which is aged in red wine casts versus Abelauer 12, which um, is aged in bourbon casts. Part of it is aged in bourbon casts and part of it is aged in extra sherry casts for 12 years and then married together at the end of the process. Very similar to what we do with using 25 uh, batch, twenty-five barrels of X wine casts um, with single malt in that and then marrying them together after about a three to four year maturation and doing a single malt Sunday night fight and thankfully thankfully uh, Chris and Mikey were very receptive to the idea um, they might have been kind of a little bit coerced into it by us saying hey we'll give out uh, some samples for that <laughs> <laughs> um, for the people to um, for everybody for, we were giving away about 50 registered tasting kits for people to have um, two ounces of each uh, skew or each whiskey and uh, we're Last night, uh, Callum and I <laughs> spent about four or five hours boxing up, bottling, labeling, stickering. Another day in the life. POSing, uh, merchandising these boxes for the first 50 people that registered about it. But it was really fun because um, I actually went on my first travels of the uh, since uh, March this past week. I was back in Denver, which was my last travel as well. And I was over there, and Chris and I were DMing about kind of the ideas we were going through. And I didn't know he was going to take it live that night. But he ended up creating all the content and doing all the legwork behind it, which we're so thankful of. And he did a great job doing it. He posted it, and within an hour, all 50 kits were sold out. And yeah, I mean, had, and it had a six person waiting list. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, I'm sure the waiting list is even bigger now. Right. Um, but it was just, it's amazing to have. It's a great that show. Kind of, I mean, we should probably talk about the show first of all. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, Sunday Night Fights, it consistently gets, you know, hundreds of people's eyes on it. Yeah. Uh, like over a month period, you know, different people, unique right. users. And then one night, I mean, like, I remember signing off one night and there was, it seems like 80 people consistently watching it. Yeah. And, it, and it's such an interesting show because um, both Chris and Mikey have quite different styles. Like they have mm. different cadence, but at the same time, they're they're really charismatic over Instagram, right. which is which is hard to find, and they have a good relationship with each other. So it they and they talk about different things, and they really bounce off each other. So it's a really cool. Um, are you looking at what next? No, what I was, I was seeing what we had down there. Um, uh, no. so they bounce off each other really really well, and I think that that you know you can see what you like about the content. Uh, guys but at the end of the day like mm. these are the guys that bring people back every single week they're both so open to talking about different uh aspects of the whiskey right um and one thing that i love about chris is that he's always talking about how it reminds him how it reminds him of different candies you yeah. know he always comes back to candies and he can kind of pinpoint the, the specific candies that he's talking about which is fantastic for a tall skinny guy what the hell are you talking about chris? yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um and we still don't know how old the guy is i mean he looks 20 the other and night his, he, and his wife is the most fittest person in the world his wife is like like a chiseled <laughs> goddess so the two of them are like you know they're they're nailing it but chris looks like he could be chris could be 25 right he looks younger than both of us yeah and which is quite insulting but mm. anyway um, maybe just you yeah maybe just me to be fair <laughs> but um no i and i think as soon as they put it up i and they tagged mm. us both i was just inundated with people saying this is amazing we're right. so excited 
and you know even the even the pre-artwork and stuff the verses and it's just it's just really really exciting so i'm sure it's going to be a massive success because all of every single one of their sunday night fights thus far has been brilliant yeah and uh, And this one's going to be no different the format of the show is that like i said they pair up a bourbon versus bourbon or a rye versus rye something in the same category of whiskey but it's not about challenging the bottles against one another it's about finding the taste finding the great qualities talking about what they really enjoy about the bottles and at the end of the day they might choose a win they choose a winner but it's i think they're always very fair when it comes to what each bottle tastes like what it each represents they do the history history of the company they go into histories of other companies that they might be somehow affiliated with where they if it's a source bottle where they source the whiskey from everything is very well thought out and organized to the point that they aren't missing anything in their production. And the best compliment I can give Mikey, Mikey lives in New Orleans, Chris lives here in Chicago. Chris has been on our podcast, I don't know, seven or eight times probably. Yeah. And the best compliment I give Mikey, if he lived in here, if he lived in Chicago, we lived in New Orleans, he'd probably be on the podcast seven or eight times too. Yeah. So I, I look forward to the day where we can sit down and record. But most of all, I'm just so thankful that they accepted the idea of this because I didn't know if they wanted a brand necessarily sponsoring it because mm-hmm. it's been very... Uh, independent and is the best way to just kind of it's, describe it's, it. It's very brand agnostic, but I brands, suppose you but, could but, say. But brands know about their show. Yeah, 100%. Because, 100% because you know, there's 80 people watching I mean, it. I, yeah. I'm married to somebody who does marketing for Jim Beam. They know about the show. Yeah. They're both Beam heads. And the other, the other thing as well is, the other thing as well about, about Sunday Night Fights is that it's very, very, so, and I don't want to, I don't want to say that I would never say that it's not competitive because obviously it has that like right. that fun competitive aspect to it, which I love. Well, the competitive part comes from the people that are messaging back. Yes, the show. exactly. They're like, "Oh, well, actually, I think right. this and that," which is brilliant. But also, you know, both Chris and Mikey, they're very, very honest, but at the same time, they're very, um, they're very friendly towards a brand. You yeah. know, if they if they think that a brand should be doing something different or a brand could be, be- getting better at something, rather than being like, "Oh, this is shit," right. they should be doing this. What they what they say is they say, "You know, I like this aspect of this, but I think it could be improved by doing X, Y, or Z." So brands are very it's very brand friendly show. So it's good for it's yeah. good for different whiskeys, especially whiskeys that might not be very well known. Yeah. Um. Whereas in this sense, it's nice because not only are they doing brands that are ours, but mm-hmm. also it involves us and it also involves 50 other people who are who are getting this the sample well 49 people are getting standard kits that's true uh, before we get to that real quick um i agree with you 100 they're super fair they don't rank on the brands it's all about what can i find the best parts of this brand and it's honesty you know yeah. it's honesty if, if there is something if there is a criticism then they say it but it's not it's they're not saying oh you know yeah Aberlour does this, that, and the next thing really, really poorly. What they're saying is that Aberlour does this and the next thing, and I'm sure there's a reason for it, mm-hmm. but they might actually have more success if, and so on. You know? Rightfully so. Um, and one reason I always end up sending out the kits is because they usually choose whiskey that's easy and accessible to find, affordable to find as well. So people can taste along with them. Exactly, because they, the, they want the show to be interactive. And Star Wars has only been in America for about a year and a half. We don't really have distribution in New Orleans where um, where Mikey lives. We've sold bottles down there in the past, but we don't focus on it at the moment. And, um, oh, fantastic. Glenn Park, list 12. Wow, great stuff. But uh, getting back to the kits, we wanted to make sure that people could actually taste the whiskeys. And it's a bourbon and rye show. It's yeah. And so we don't know how many people have a bottle of Ab- – 
people are going to be much more prone to having a bottle of Avalar on their shelf versus a bottle of Star Wars. It's only been in the U.S. for a year and a half. So we're like, hey, why don't we send out 50 mil- or fifty milliliter uh, kits to 50 different people and make sure that they can actually taste along. And if people do want to go out and buy a bottle and spend $100 because it's about $50 for each bottle. Be our guest. Um, please do. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point of it. But as you mentioned, Callum, there is 49 kits going out, standard kits. And there is a 50th kit that will be the golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. So basically all that means that you're getting uh, something a little bit more fun. We are still providing a sample of Nova and a sample of Abelauer 12 in that, but we're also providing some little other special gifts. So in that kit, you're going to have a decked, you can be decked out in our brands essentially at the end of the day. I am stoked for the golden ticket kit because the, the golden ticket kit has like not, I mean, and there's lots of goodies in the normal kit. Yeah, yeah we're still providing like pens, t-shirts, not t-shirts, but stickers and pins and other things in the There's so kit. much going on in the normal kit. Yeah. Um, and there's also... Oh, a, and, and whiskey. And a whiskey. And there's also a utensil for drinking the whiskey out of, which I believe is called a glass. Uh, is it... Does Marty Duffy have some affiliation with it? Uh, maybe, perhaps. Is, Marty, is it in our contracts that Marty Duffy has to be uh, mentioned on every single episode? Uh, yes. I mean, I've never signed a contract for this show, but uh, it's only a matter of time. Um, as we so there, there's also going to be a Glencairn utility glass, um, in there. Etched with Abelauer. And now there might be some for anyone that's listening to that. We we had a little bit of a stock problem, um, uh, on the you glass did? on the glassware, and some of them are, oh, are etched no, with. That's fine. Th- some of them are etched with different things, but please, you know, at the end of the day, it's a Glencairn it's glass a Glencairn. That you, that's arrived in the post magically. Yeah. So for the for the golden ticket winner, they're receiving. Uh, the Glen- the standard kit of the Glencairn, <laughs> the two whiskeys, an Avalauer pin, a Star Wars pin, an Avalauer pen, um, <laughs> two, uh, two, a postcard or two from each one of us. A uh, sticker? A sticker of Star Wars. A sticker a, of Keena Lake. A sticker of Keena Lake. <laughs> That's in your standard kit. Um, and then the golden ticket winner will receive uh, a kit with... A Abelauer hat, baseball cap, um, a flat bill Star Wars cap, a beanie of Star Wars, an Abelauer t-shirt, a Star Wars t-shirt, a Keen Lake black t-shirt, oh, just released, baby. A- available at KeenLake.com for seventeen ninety nine. Uh, five dollars shipping flat rate. So, <laughs> oh, uh, and you know what? We'll throw in we'll throw in an Abelauer beanie as well. If, if, is that is that golden ticket box packed? Um, ye- is it no, it's not. Right, so, so I'll if, throw in an Abelard beanie as well. And then we also, I think I threw in a couple other um, postcard stuff for us. But the winner will know they are the golden ticket because it will have a giant Key in the Lake logo um, on the kit itself. And we'll post about it on Instagram here. So if you're, I'll probably post it tonight before this episode, episode even comes out. And if you're listening to this on the week of the 7th, um, December 7th, go back to our Instagram stories and see what we're talking about. There might even be a handwritten note in there. Will there be? From Remy? From Remy. From our... Just from a our, <laughs> Just a paw print. But there might be a handwritten note, and I suppose we could even, for the golden ticket, we could do... There's something else we could do as well. We can we can, we can can investigate that at a later stage. Maybe we could do an uh, IG Live with the winner. Oh, or we could... Yeah, we could do a, some kind... Yes, we could do an IG Live, me and you on one, and yeah. them on the other, and we could talk them through it. Right. That'd um, be cool. That'd be cool. I just thought of that idea, so I'm so smart. I am so creative. But uh, kind of going back to Chris and Mikey, I was... I was a little, I was a little apprehensive if they would respond back because I mean Chris and I are friends, but he actually took about two days to respond back, and I kind of forgot about it. And he's like, "We love this idea. Let's do it." I'm like, "Okay, let's- uh, you know." And 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 I think that this also opens the doors for them. You know, like like we said before, they're very brand agnostic. Yeah. 
and it worked. Everybody has been extremely fair, right? Like in well, this process, like Chris and Mikey have been extremely good to us, um, and so it's amazing to be to be you know helping them right. out. But then you know they are also going to do this thing for us, which is going to be huge for both brands. Yeah, and you're not. I mean, you're not a huge brand. You're much bigger than our brand, obviously. Abelauer is. I mean, Abelauer, you know, and I was thinking about this the other day, yesterday, because you were like, how many how many of these people do you think have mm-hmm. a bottle of Abelauer? And I started working it no, out. No, how many people had a bottle of Abelauer or, or Star Wars? Yeah, so even still, even I started. I started the over-under at three and a half. <laughs> yeah, so Jake thinks that three and a half people are the 50. I think a little bit I more. Think three. <laughs> I think three. I think a little bit more. You um, know, and it could have been, you know, who knows how the algorithm reached out to people. People that yes. might follow Avalar might have got the post before, so yes. And I think I also think though, if you are listening though, please tune in. Don't just take the kit and drink it and neglect the actual show. Tune in and watch. Well, not the, for us, but we, for Chris and Mikey. We're gonna, we're go, we know your names. We, oh, we're, true. we're, we're oh. sending you all the kit and your and your addresses. <laughs> yeah, we know so where you live. We know where you, you motherfuckers. Live. Yeah, so like we're gonna <laughs> the end of Jay and Silent Bob and just come in and beat them at the house for any comments. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't sign in at least for ten minutes to taste along with us, then right. we're coming after every single one of you. And listen, we've both got, Dude, we've both got holidays over I've, Christmas. I've had that happen. We were doing a whiskey road show with a bunch of writers from across the Mer- America, <laughs> and I had to drive this guy's <laughs> house an hour away because his kit broke in the mail, uh, and so uh, I had to go deliver him my kit. So I couldn't even taste along with the tasting, um, and then didn't even tune into the show. I drove oh, up there, dropped it off at like. A half an hour before the show was starting, so I got back late. I was supposed to be talking on this thing. Oh no! Do all this, but my PR agency reaches out to me. Blah blah blah. Go do the legwork. Guys didn't even answer his front door. And oh I'm like, no! I'm like, come on, man. I can hear you in the background. I can hear you in the house. <laughs> He's hiding in the back. <laughs> fucking, fucking people live in. Evan- He's hiding in the conservatory. Fucking people live in Evanston. <laughs> He's hiding in the conservatoire. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but yeah, but I mean, tune in because please I mean, tune in, guys. Don't, yeah. don't even tune in for us. Tune in for Chris and Mikey because it's a fucking great show and yeah. it's an it's an hour long. And then sometimes they talk for another hour to two <laughs> afterwards about the brands and just kind of sit around and get drunk. And it's that replacement for the bar right now, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, look. I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we, the day, we've done, we've we've made this event not out of uh, trying to promote the brands or promote uh, Mikey and Chris. No, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's really just about enjoying the whiskey, right? right and right. these guys, we know, are going to do a great job at talking you guys through it all. So please, probably a better job than we would ever do. Oh, um, honestly, yes. <laughs> but uh, you Star know, Wars tune in, fire, tune in, and, and stick stick a stick a couple of whiskeys in the glass, and and let's get rocking and rolling. Um, but I'm super excited. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um. um and just once again... Oh, we should probably say that day. December 20th is oh, this happening. Yeah, Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, so we're gonna, it's going to be uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, December 20th. Mm-hmm. Kind of their Christmas special as well, which we didn't even ask them to do, but that's cool. They rolled it into that. Um, yeah. They're very, both Christmassy whiskeys in a way. They are. They yeah. are. They are extremely... Cri- do you know what? I think we could do... So if anyone's listening to this that's going to be on, going to be watching the show, I think we could talk five minutes about we pre-fight analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna make an Instagram live with a pre-fight at about go- seven p.m. December twentieth, Central. Yeah, time. December twentieth, we're gonna do an Instagram live, and it's gonna be live, live from the live, live. from the coaches from the coaches corner. Well, you, <laughs> well, you'll be in a different country. I will be. I will be. Yes, I will be. Hopefully, Wilson comes back by then, so I can have someone to record the podcast with while you're gone. But you, you, um, I mean, you can always. Oh, well, I suppose. Yeah, we hate that, but. No, we don't do that. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm actually gonna take there's my only one guy, well, There's case. only one guy we'll do that for. Hey, right, Thompson? Can you email me back? <laughs> I, 
I, I mean, yeah, I'll probably take my mics anyway. But yeah, folks, so on the on probably probably earlier than seven PM would be wise so that people can see it. Like we can get some eyes on it. Oh, we could probably do like at five, yeah. Yeah, and but basically, guys, what I'll we're post do, it on Instagram when we do it. Yeah, so. is we'll do like a 10, 15 minute like pre-fight analysis. Oh, just before we go any further with anything else, there's been some confusion about Keena Lake. Um, so anything that's posted by Keena Lake comes from me, Jake. Not anybody else. So if anybody's confused by that ever, I just get messages sometimes. They don't know who's talking. It's I'm the only person that has the password to it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not on the Keen Lake uh, IG user, but you know, all um, thoughts are Jake's. If you if you ever want if you ever want to catch up with me, then I'm at Aberlour Chicago. Yeah. Or no, at I, words. I just don't feel. If, I think people sometimes think they're talking to Wilson. And mm. they don't know. I'm mm. not to their fault because there's other guys. I I don't know who runs the Bourbon Lens account. <laughs> like I talk to them all the time. I mean, there's so many there's so many Bourbon accounts popping out of Indiana these days. I feel like yeah, I feel like fucking... every third person I speak to from Indiana yeah. owns a Bourbon account. They do, and they're all getting us these kids but sold. They're all Hoosiers. Um. So no, but guys, we're gonna release that pre-fight pod, uh, pre-fight um, IG live, which is gonna be really exciting. Maybe even do a, an over under. Yeah, they always do. Um, they do a bet, um, a betting house, which would be cool. But uh, yes, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super, super excited. And let us know if you've had them and what you think about them. And also, if you're listening to this and you're going to be taking part in the show and you already have a bottle on the shelf, then that would be good as well. That'd because be great. We could actually we could put three and a half to the sword. Send pictures. Send pics. Put boxing gloves on the top of each one of the bottles. I'm pumped. And then hit your wife with. Well, don't do that. No, don't do that. Let your wife hit you with them. Exactly. Preferably. Or if you. Uh, we're just gonna stop there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna be in the Dominican. Um, so this might be the last podcast you record. No, Wednesday. Oh yeah, never mind. Jake's actually trying to force <laughs> me out of this. <laughs> Wait, shit, what man. day are you leaving? I leave. It's five a.m. on Saturday morning, so Friday night basically. I'll be in the airport like one a.m. So a. you'll record the last one at the uh, old FH with us on yeah. Friday afternoon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I wanted to talk about that real quick. We have not recorded a podcast technically since Fountainhead has closed. Oh, man. Brutal. Yeah, one of our favorite bars uh, in the world, fair to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fountainhead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just making sure. I don't top know. Top five. I don't know your top five. Jesus, top five, 100%. Top five. High Life Lounge is in there. Oh, yeah. Fountainhead is in there. Sportsman's Club High is life, in there. High Life. La- oh, excuse me. Sportsman. High life six packs available for sale. My God, drink and gather. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is my top five bars actually? Do you know what I've Ooh, got? Let's do it. I've got um. So there's a bar, and I I've talked about this bar before, and it's mainly because the bartenders are amazing, mm. the atmosphere is amazing, the drinks is amazing, the drinks are amazing, but the owner is just a bad man. He's just a bad, bad, badass. His name's Cash and TGI Fridays. <laughs> I think he actually might have done some work there anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he owns a bar in San Jose called Haber Dasher. Oh. And it's yeah, super right, special bar. Super that. special bar. They're just amazing people, amazing crowd. And he also introduced me to probably one of the best whiskeys I've ever had, which was the Takatsuru Nika 17-year-old, the pure malt. And it's it is outrageously Nika, good. Nika for days. Oh, it's just, it has such a phenomenal flavor to it. So very Nika from that. The, Nika from the barrel last year that came out. Oh, yeah. But th- there's so many of them that aren't even available anymore. There's so many of them right. that, like, you, you literally, if you want a bottle that's sealed, yeah. it's, like, going to cost you three grand, four right. grand, like, because some of them are just not there anymore. Um, that's it from the bottle. But that would be, that would be, that would be, that would be the first one on my list. What about you? 
Now, I think it, it depends on... I was going to say, let's have some criteria. The here. epic of your life. Where, yes. So there's a, another bar I know you've been to in Des Moines that isn't, it's not the same as it used to be. Oh, yeah. So it's called course. the Royal Mile. Of course, of course. Tenants. It's, they sell tenants on they top. Do. They do. <laughs> so it's a little more commercialized and turned into your typical restaurant. But when it when it was originally opened, it was an English pub. Like it was, there was no, like you went up to the bar and you. Scottish pub, surely. Surely enough. Um, it had an amazing whiskey list. This is where I kind of first really got into scotch. Um, and it has, do you know the cool thing about the Royal Mile? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe this is something that they added as time went on, but it has that upstairs tavern feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so like, you which know. Which is a whole different bar, it's, I, and it's this really unique beer bar. There's there's a bar, there's a, an I inn. Forget, the Red Tail? Red Fox? There's an inn in yeah. uh, South Queensferry. South Queensferry is where my, my parents lived, and they met actually, but... There's an inn there called the Hawes Inn, hmm. and the Hawes Inn looks out onto the fourth, and uh, and it's right beneath the yeah. fourth rail bridge, which at one stage in time was the biggest cantilever bridge in the world. Hmm. Um, you but and your cantilever bridges. I love a cantilever, um, and uh, I can't, I can't, I can't leave her. I can't um, believe her. I can't, I but can't love believe her. her. And Robert Louis Stevenson, the famous Scottish writer, he wrote Treasure Island. I there. know. He wrote Treasure Island. Oh, there. Yeah, he wrote it there. And and that bar, that inn has like these dingy corners mm. by like little fireplaces. Mm -hmm. And it's like all wooden tables, stools and things like that. The Royal Mile in um, Des Moines has that feel to it. Like, I feel like when I go in there, I could look into the corner and there's someone like scratching away on, an, on parchment. Yeah, it and, used like, to be that way, I think. It, it changed. I, I honestly haven't been there in years. I know it changed. Um, Hands? Seven. No, it just they just made it more accessible kind of for everybody. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, modern updated when it was. like this dingy feel. The bartenders are so great. They're such nice guys. I spent the 2010 World Cup just drunk there a lot. Every day. Yeah. Because <laughs> I presume the games were during the day for 2010. Yeah. <laughs> I'd walk in. They were and like, guys, we need to open it. Like, we're, Jake's we're, coming. Uh, we're technically not open, but first game starts in two minutes. Oh, fine. Come in. Come yeah. in. You can just sit back. And you know what I loved as well is that nowadays. Good food, too. Very, yeah, great food. But nowadays, there's very, um, very few of these bars that have these like the pillars in the middle of the bar right whereas like yeah the, that's an old building so like it has that or it, it seemed like an old building uh -huh. and it had like the wooden like the wooden stanchions right in the middle of the bar yeah and i'm just like oh it feels like it feels mm -hmm. like i'm in an old spot here i yeah and I, it's like a place where i fell in love broke up with people i it was it's amazing it has all parts every of my night heart. i felt i would fall in love and then and then break up with one of my best friends night. i found out that he was like secretly dating this girl who turned out to be his wife now and they have two kids so in there yeah yeah oh, it's a good story they were right. just all of a sudden i'm sitting there and i hadn't seen them in a while and i thought she was engaged to another person and they're making out in the corner and next thing you know they're married and have two kids and loving life baby loving life yeah all no, goes but back to the royal mile broke up with a girl in there um oh. i would go hide from girls in there <laughs> So, because I was, it's downtown Des Moines. I went to college in Des Moines, but our our campus was a little bit outside of downtown, where the college kids traditionally didn't go yeah. downtown. Um, and so my friends and I would go down there to get away from like all the bullshit of high school college. <laughs> so come on, uh, guys, but no, let's go. Definitely, definitely. And Fountainhead's uh, honestly up there. But there's a a little dingy Irish pub called Seamus McCaffrey's, which I've talked about on the show, um, in downtown Phoenix. Wow, Seamus McCaffrey's. Yeah. Some name, though, eh? Great name. It's the owner's name. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> or someone in his family. He's Irish. Um, but still has that traditional <laughs> Irish feel where bartenders are wearing slacks, 
white shirt tie um they give you a little joint underneath your seat if you're good if you tip well so oh, no way <laughs> uh but yeah it's all it's mostly i mean it's mostly just guinness and heineken's on on draft and yeah. yeah really nice that in that sense and a good a good scotch list as well but just it, it's more about the conversations you have with the bartenders and how yeah, they make yeah. you feel it's a cop bar too they have, oh, I love a cop bar. They have badges. Is it Richards here in Chicago that's yeah, the cop yeah, bar, yeah, the one yeah. that over the road from where we were yeah, recently. Dawson. Yeah, so that and uh, you're apparently you're still allowed to smoke in there. Allegedly. Allegedly. They say so. McCaffrey Seamus is is up there for sure. And I, I've brought people there that just don't get it. And I've gone there in times where you go with such anticipation of your I'm gonna have this amazing time where it, it doesn't actually plan out to be that way or it fades and disappears into something different, just your regular time of going to a bar. Yeah, but some of the most fun times I've ever had in my life were in that. Yeah. I think expectation is such a big thing with bars, right? Right. Like if, for example, like, the like if you told someone that if you if you told someone that Fountainhead was this unbelievable <laughs> bar where you're gonna have such a good time, <laughs> you walk in there, you turn up and you'd be like, oh, okay, what is going on here? It depends who you're talking to, you know. Yeah, yeah of course. What they're looking for, because if you said, hey. I know that's great rooftop in Chicago, or you can go and day See drink city. and have this great outdoor space and be open and have great beer, great cocktails. If you sell it that way and you get there, like this is not the London House. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the cool thing about the cool thing about the f- uh, about Fountainhead, I su- and I suppose it's probably why we've been so skewed that way. But it was so easy to fall in love. More Glen Farkless Twelve, man. This is number three for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the cool thing about Fountainhead was that I think we fell in love with the people as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Like that we had such great conversations with, with Broy, with Cat, 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 who's the, Cat, who's the wildest bartender this side of the Atlantic, I believe. Um, Very possibly. Shout out to Cat. Um, but no, just just an amazing bar. Uh, one bar that I was going to mention, um, that uh, that you might know as Swift in New York. I know of it. I'd never been there. Yeah, so it's full. It's just everybody in there is Irish. Yeah. Like, and real Irish, not like, oh, yeah, my granddad came over from Ireland in 1938 or whatever. He like, did. He it, did. It's like actually Irish. Like, these guys have come over. They're all working as bar- Irish bartenders, you know? Um, you know who t- told me about that was the guys from the Spaniard. Oh, another great bar. Yeah. But... I, you know, Spaniards a great bar, but it's it's not it's not my top five. Yeah. Swift Swift would be top five purely because also a, a Mikey who owns that. Um, purely because uh, on the first night, I've never told you this story, and this is a classic. On my first night on, on the, the job, first night of Christmas, or the, no, my first week on the job, um, uh, with Aberlour. Yes. My boss gave a tasting. He wanted to show me how the how these tastings were working, and he did a tasting in Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. and we did it for all the all the developers, and it was some some phenomenal people there, and it was great to chat to them all. And we basically said to a bunch of the guys at Facebook there, we were like, "Here, lads, why don't we?" That's amazing whiskey, eh? Glen Park, that's orange. Shout out to that, George. That Clementine spiciness, oh, mm. it's lovely. Um, really tasty whiskey. Big big ups that big up to the Scotch. Um, I think Aaron said it well in the last podcast. They don't strive to be anything but Glen Farkless. Yeah, it's, they push that button unique. and go. It's yeah. unique. Um, and uh, so yeah, we're we're doing this fa- uh, tasting at Facebook, and my boss decided that he wanted to take a bunch of the people at Facebook out for dinner. Mm. Um, super exciting stuff, and we were all out there, and these guys are talking to me about you know working at one of the leading tech companies in the world, which is super interesting. You know, mm-hmm. all the all the stuff that they got that they they see on a day to day basis, and. Two, and there was eight of us and two people came and sat down next to us and they were on a date 
Now, this has never happened to me before, but obviously my boss barely knew who I was. He'd never really, never really spoken to me, never really met me. Andy? Uh, Andy. I'd, obviously, he'd interviewed me and stuff, but we'd never really hung out outside of a work setting or whatever. And this was Famous like for his role in Braveheart. There you go. And obviously the Burns annual dinner with Aberlour. It's true. Um, but the, these two people sitting down next to us, and they're obviously on a date, and it's their second date, and it wasn't going very well. Ooh. Okay, the date wasn't going very well at all. And I was sat next to the young lady who was a lovely young lady. She was really, really dynamic, really like entertaining. Mm-hmm. And at one stage I was coming back from ordering a drink and I sat down and I said something to the guy opposite me that was from Facebook and she overheard what I'd said. And we were all sitting at one of these long tables in Swift, which probably are a thing of the past now, but you would share tables with other people there. Right. And I was sitting right next to her and she leaned over and she was like, well, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm from Scotland. And she was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to go. And then we strike up a conversation. And basically... Now you're married. <laughs> no, not now that we're married. But basically at the end of the night, um, we, were, we were standing at the front because they every, I think it must have been a Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was, uh, they play folk music, Irish folk music. Mm. And we went up to the front to watch some of that and it was really entertaining. You know, they've got the pipes out and the, the, all that, like the, the great guitar, the violin, everything. Is it downtown in New York? Uh, I couldn't tell you what it is, mm. to be honest. And um, she was leaving with this guy mm. and he ended up leaving, leaving the door and I don't know what she'd said to him, but she came back in Ooh. and gave me her number. Ooh, a little sexy time. And in front of all these guys that are at Facebook and my brand new boss, it was like, it it was just perfect. It couldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened to a better guy if I do say so myself. It's a great way to start your job in front of your <laughs> boss because it shows you have confidence. You know, there was a, co- a college football coach who got ridiculed for saying, I want all of my assistant coaches and recruiters to have hot wives because it means they have confidence. I mean, but... There you go, baby. Like, my, my boss, my boss came up to me and he was like, did that actually just happen? And I was like, yes, yes, it did. You know what I, I can't, What am I supposed to do? What yeah. was... Like, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put the moves on her or anything. You did. I, I just chatted to her and she came in and gave me her number and it was the best start. So, Swift definitely has a, uh, has a place in my heart because of that, um, which was huge. Uh, and then there's one more bar... Make it quick. Yeah, uh, that I'm thinking about. But obviously, Haberdasher was one that I mentioned earlier. Um, Anything back home? There's a few back home, um, but they're not... Mike th- O'Connell's living room. <laughs> they're all they're all kind of old school mm. pub vibes, really, yeah. rather yeah. than anything else. There's a there's a great one called The Red Lion in a place called Kouris. We have a red line here, of course, but... I think it's closed now. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um but we had one called the Red Lion, which was in a place called Kouris, which is just on the River Forth, and it's an absolutely beautiful bar. But they do great food and great beer, so mm. it never fails. But the one that I was going to mention was the one that we talked about was the the High Life Lounge. You know, it just truly, really, it just uh, it's one of my favorite bars of all time. Like when I went in, I was like, this must be a motif. Like this must be, they must have designed it this way. Like oh yeah, <laughs> with, with with this kind of retro feel. Yeah. Um, and the it's last mu- time it's I was museum there, museum to the past. Yeah, and the, the past last time of I was 1973. There, the last time I was there, we had all these different mu- Broadway musicians with us, and we were drinking Aberlauer's, and um, we basically at the end of the night, the the, the broad musicians just whipped their music out, the, uh, oh, yeah? the, mus- the music uh, musical instruments out, and they started playing like all these like you know Irish folk songs and stuff, and people like in in Iowa had never seen that, like they'd been like they have, god damn it, they're not fucking stupid like people Port- in iowa had never seen a car before let like, alone a musical like instrument <laughs> but yeah i mean God, i love lounge special bar. it's a nice bar i uh i actually decided to move to chicago in that bar 
No way. Yeah. You never told me that story. I don't think I've ever told anybody this story. I was moving around. I lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico the previous year, f- um, and then I was bouncing around across the country for my job, kind of hanging out, um, sleeping on my c- – oh, well, definitely hanging out, sleeping on the couch of Dr. Justin's in, in Auburn, Michigan at the time. But I was in back in Des Moines for something, and the girl I was dating lived here in Chicago, and she's just she texts me, and she's like, are you going to move here with me? And I'm like, yeah. And like literally told the person like I ran into an old friend that night like seconds later, and was like you like where are you living now? I'm like oh, I live in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, on the spot decision. And now that girl is married with two kids. Uh, did that aren't mine. <laughs> did we not see it her recently? He, she passed us uh, after we did the cigar and whiskey tasting. Cigar and whiskey tasting. Remember we did the, what was the lounge called? We went out the back. And then we went and had a drink watching the Lakers game, and she walked by. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. And you were like, I think that was my ex-girlfriend. That's right. She did. She has two kids now. Well, I knew that. We still talk. Yeah, it's cool. We're, uh, that's what, cool. What, what do you call that? Platonic? Compli- compliable? I don't know. Um, <laughs> nice to each other. I actually, yeah. do, I actually do headshots for her company. There you go. Yeah. There I asked my wife first. Before headshots with a rifle or with a... Uh, with, a f- with a camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's positive. Yeah. She doesn't work for some like contract killer outfit out there. She might. I don't know what she does. Honestly. I don't know what the company does, to be honest with you. So, um, it's but it's been a lot of short. You're taking double seven photographs. I've taken a lot of photographs of short, petite women that don't seem like they probably carry guns, based on the person. Could be the perfect disguise. Oh, they could be spies, like Marty Duffy. Spies. But Marty Duffy, 100 percent espionage. That's the third time we've mentioned him on this podcast today. Second. Second. Um, Contractual. But yeah, is there anything else we need to bring up about? Nope. I think that was brilliant. Um, we just need to make sure that everybody that's on the Sunday Night Fights is there. Yeah, um, please follow Chris and Mikey. Um, Chris is the urban bourbonist, and he also, I believe he runs the page, uh, Sunday Night Fights. I think they prefer the hashtag Sunday Night Fights versus going to their Instagram account because they... You're uh, better tagging urban bourbonist. And yeah, and Mikey is for that. Is it bourbon that. and right? I'm looking that up right now. You just, <laughs> just, you just, you just threw me that off. Um, um, so yeah, you got to just tag these guys instead. It is the Bourbon and Rye Club for Mikey. I apologize, Mikey. And and I know you're listening. Mikey actually gave me a wonderful compliment, or us a wonderful compliment this week, saying he's like, I only listen, I've kind of, uh, let's say he's weeded out the podcast he listened to, Whiskey Podcast, and the three that he categorized us with, um, I hold in high regards, so I really appreciate that, uh, Mikey. And he calls us the Rye of uh, Whiskey Podcast, which I know that's a compliment, and I totally accept that too but yeah um, please follow the bourbon and rye club the urban bourbonist and sunday night fights and those yeah follow if you want to actually what you could do more for us is like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to so on spotify or uh, itunes please subscribe and like because that's how we know that people are listening to us we usually use those two main formats because it's just easier that way um but yeah we appreciate all the support we can get See you Sunday night fights, 20th December, 8 p.m. Let's go. I'm going to call it right now. Union horse, rye strength, or cast strength wins. Cheers. What? Oh, okay, of course. You just ruined the ending. I was just like, wait, that, that's not in the competition. Say I'm level 12. Oh, and stay tuned for the uh, 12 bail picks of Christmas. 12 days of Something like that. What are we calling it? 12 hour picks, 12 days. Once you, <laughs> once, you see it, once you see it on Instagram, that's what we're committing to. The 12 days of barrel picks. 12 days of barrel picks, yeah. Featuring this donkey.
Gotcha. Cheers. <laughs>